We'll get to episode 257 in just a moment, but before we do, I'd like to ask for your support of this podcast. Whenever you need to make a purchase at Amazon.com, please go through my affiliate link by entering ICan'tSeeYou.com slash Amazon. That'll take you directly to the Amazon.com homepage. Shop as you normally do. Check out as you normally do. It doesn't cost you anything more. And I will earn a small commission on your qualifying purchase. Again, that's ICan'tSeeYou.com slash Amazon. I really do appreciate your support. Thank you so much. From Studio B in Swarthmore, this is the I Can't See You podcast with David. It's like blind people for dummies. Hello there, and welcome to episode 257 of I Can't See You. My name is David, at David Benj on all the socials. I'm really glad you're joining me for this episode, and I've got a few things to talk about. Before we really get into it, I do want to mention, and I talked about it last episode, I'm running numbers again for the NFB of Pennsylvania. <laughs> so if you would like some raffle tickets, please reach out to me. Easiest way would be via email, because I'll need your name and your address. So when you win, the NFB of Pennsylvania can send you your checks directly and doesn't have to come through me. So here's how it works. You buy a raffle ticket, it's got a three-digit number on it. If that three-digit number comes up in a certain lottery's nighttime drawing, and remember, we're in Pennsylvania, so I think you know what lottery I'm speaking of. If that three-digit number comes up, you win. Now, if you win Sunday through Friday, you win 50 bucks. Pretty good, because you've only invested five. But if it comes out on Saturday, you win $100. So again, reach out to me if you'd like a ticket or several. I'm going to have a boatload of them <laughs> to sell. I usually buy 20 for myself. And typically I win, but now that I've said that, I'm sure I won't. But I have won in the past, I don't know, two or three drawings. We've won at least once. Sometimes we've won twice. So again, reach out to me. I can't see you podcast at gmail.com. Also, if you have any questions about it, there's only obviously a thousand numbers that could be a combination. So 123, if that's your number, it's got to come up 123. It can't come up 321, 213, et cetera. It's got to come out 123. But if it does, you win. And you can win multiple times throughout the month, although how unlikely would that be for the same number to come out twice in the same month in the evening drawing of a certain state's lottery? Again, they're not affiliated, the raffle and the lottery, but that's what we use. <laughs> somebody's got to pick the numbers, right? I really do appreciate it if you do uh, want to buy some tickets. Again, reach out, I can't see you podcast at gmail.com. So the second Saturday of the month is always our Keystone chapter meeting. Now, one thing that we've been struggling with since the pandemic is to get people to come to the meetings in person. A lot of people join via Zoom, which is great, but there's a disconnect between the two. People aren't as engaged in doing the different fundraisers or helping with certain events. And they're basically just going like it's some other meeting and they're not really doing much else. So we've been trying to get folks to start to come back to the meetings in person at the Penn Museum. And again, the Penn Museum is a very cool place to have the meetings. They've got a giant sphinx there. They've got stuff that's 5,000 years old there. And on certain days, 
it's tactile day, so you can actually touch the hieroglyphics and see where uh, on one thing they, the hieroglyphics, <laughs> they, they used some hieroglyphics whiteout where they, the guy, whoever carved this four or 5,000 years ago, messed up and he put this resin or something in there and it was only discovered in the 1930s by a maintenance guy and they saw that uh, there, was, there, <laughs> there was an issue. But it's at the Penn Museum, second Saturday usually of the month. And so what we started to do before we cut Zoom, because it is important to have Zoom if people aren't going to, you know, some people just can't make it. They're not close to public transport to come in. They've got other health issues that makes it hard for them to come in. But we would like to get more people to the meetings. It's usually the same eight to ten people that show up in person. Sometimes some folks come one month and then not the next, depending on work schedules and whatnot. But typically there is a core of us that show up unless somebody's traveling or whatever. And then the nice thing is we all go out to lunch after. And I love the place that we go out to to lunch. It's called the New Deck Tavern uh, on Sampson Street. In an effort to get folks to come back to the meetings, we've instituted something that we used to do a while ago, and that is to bring donuts and coffee to the meetings. And by doing that, we're hoping (laughs) that folks say, oh, there's food, I'm going to go. And this past meeting, the one for February, I brought the donuts and another board member, Mark, brought the coffee. I would have brought both, but it's hard enough to carry one thing and sweep with your cane by getting on the train and so forth. And Mark takes an Uber in, so he was able to pick up the coffee, which was great. I got the donuts right in Swarthmore. It's literally across the street from the train station. Of course it would be because every morning people go to that station. Why wouldn't you have a Dunkin' Donuts there, right? When we got the donuts, I put something out the night before or the day before. Hey, what kind of donut would you like? Also letting folks know, hey, we're going to have donuts at the meeting. I'm going to go. I'm going to go and get two donuts, maybe three. Well, the listserv that we use, each NFB chapter and affiliate, meaning an affiliate is the NFB of Pennsylvania, a chapter is the Keystone chapter, which is what I'm a part of. They have their own listserv. So you sign up for that listserv and you get all the information from within that chapter or affiliate or whatever. Well, I put this out. What kind of donuts? We're going to have donuts at the meeting. What kind do you want? The mail never, it went out. It was in my scent. It went, but it never showed up via the listserv. And that's happened in the past, not only to me, but to other folks. Sometimes it happens when there's a word or two that triggers, I guess, somebody at NFBHQ to say, hey, this really isn't appropriate for our members. This is a sales thing or whatever even if you're, a, you're an approved user, because you have to be, you have to sign up for the listserv to get on there. So my email never went out. So I think we only, people at the meeting, and again, there was eight or nine of us, people at the meeting, I think there was only four or five donuts eaten. And maybe one or two people took an extra one home. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how they took it home because I didn't get bags. <laughs> so... It was fortunate that day at the Penn Museum because there were Temple students there. Temple is on one side of the city. Penn is at a different side. Well, there were some Temple students at the Penn Museum. And, of course, what college kid doesn't want donuts and coffee? 
Uh, I mean, it's they probably had coffee already in their hands. I, whether they had donuts or not, I don't know. But they were very appreciative of our leftovers. And so that made it easy to at least get rid of them that day. Hopefully, as we move forward, and I'm not going to be at the March meeting because I'll be in State College, and I'll get to that in a few minutes. So hopefully somebody gets donuts for the next meeting, and Mark still brings the coffee because, again, that brings folks that will, as we do it month in and month out, that'll get folks to come back. And we, I came up with the idea of doing this. Why don't we start doing this again when a few months ago, beginning of January, middle of January, I went to the Greater Philly uh, New Year luncheon. And seeing all the folks there that came out, why did they come out? Okay, maybe they came out to see the people, <laughs> see their friends they haven't seen in a while, or maybe they came out for the food. And that was my thinking. So I thought, let's do coffee and let that go for, do coffee and donuts for a, a few months and see if that entices anybody else to come to the meetings and then figure out if we're going to continue to do the Zoom calls. And I know it's, it's tough for some folks. Some, some folks are a little older or they're taking care of someone at their house so they can't necessarily leave that person. I get that part. But we need to have more engagement from our members because we can't, it's normally a bunch, a core group of folks doing all the different things. So we're hoping that that works out. And also... <laughs> And also hoping that the folks that are taking the donuts don't end up in the Diabetes Action Network, which is another division of the NFB. And there's also a, <laughs> there's also a support group here in Pennsylvania. After the meeting and after we went to New Deck Tavern for lunch, Esther and I went to Stacy Leap's fundraiser. Stacy is a friend of ours. She is in the Greater Philly chapter. She will one day be president of Greater Philly. And she does a lot of things for the NFB of Pennsylvania. She has wanted to launch a nonprofit to support blind parents. There's a whole bunch of obstacles that are thrown in a blind parent's way as their child grows, whether it's something from school where they've got to sign a form or read a form and send it back in. Sometimes when a blind parent, especially a mother, when a blind mother has a baby, and this happened to Stacy, and it's happened to a whole bunch of other people, they are not, the, the hospital won't let them leave with the kid. Where's your husband? Where's the father? Where is the sighted person? And when they say, hey, I'm a single mom, but you're blind, how are you going to raise this child? Again, blind Parents have been raising kids for a long time. It is an issue. But beyond that, once you get past that hurdle and all the other hurdles that people throw at you because you're blind and you're trying to raise a kid, I, I mean, if, <laughs> if you've raised kids, you know what kind of mayhem goes on. I almost said something else, but there's, you know, it is. <laughs> You know what? You know how difficult it is, whether you're sighted or not. It's it, it's a treacherous, slippery slope sometimes with what goes on with with the kids. There are things that need to be done or support that blind parents need to have that maybe a parent uh, who has sight might not need. 
So Stacy has wanted to launch this, and I don't remember the name that she's picked, but I'm going to help her with a website, of course. And as she gets this together, so the, the fundraiser was just to get enough money so she can go to the lawyer, so they can come up with the incorporation and go for the nonprofit status, which I believe it's a two-step process. I think first you become the business, and then you go you go to the IRS with all sorts of documents, and you become a nonprofit. And I think you have to have a board and all that sort of thing. For a minute, I've thought about doing a nonprofit to also to help blind folks, maybe on the business side of things. I, I doubt I will ever do that, but we'll see. Maybe I will one day. But it is important to me to help blind business owners and blind folks who are running, whether it's a nonprofit or a for-profit business, I want to help them because, again, it's, it's a difficult thing. If you've ever run a business, you know it's difficult. So I wanted to help Stacy. Now, here was the problem with Stacy's thing. It was karaoke. <laughs> and as I've mentioned more than a couple dozen times on this podcast, I can't sing. Yeah, I can't see, but I also can't sing. So I kind of panicked. And then I remembered Jane went on a bachelorette trip last year, 2023. I want to say it was in February, might have been in March, whatever, doesn't matter. But she then sent us a video that showed her doing karaoke. And, you know, because she's got my genes, she can't sing either. Maybe it's a little better than mine, but it's still not good. Liz can sing a little bit, but I think it's because she sings to those little kids all day long, and I think she's more confident (laughs) in it. Whether it's great or not, I don't know. The kids love it, so that's all that matters. So Jane sent this video from last year, and we saw it after she came back. She did karaoke, and I'm like, wow, you did karaoke? You know what song she did? It was genius. The song was Tequila. Three words. Tequila, tequila, tequila. And maybe a woo or something like that. I thought, you know what? The day before, so Friday (laughs) before, I I had the A lady and the G lady several different times play that. So I knew exactly when to say those words. If I somehow couldn't fend off a, come on, you got to sing something. (laughs) And so I was ready if I needed to be. Fortunately, it only took one, no, I'm not going to do that. And then they said, come on. I said, no. So I didn't have to, which was great because I didn't really want to. But it was a lot of fun. Uh, Stacy raised around $1,300. And I put a link in the show notes if you want to help Stacy out. Uh, it's just to, going to be to her Venmo account uh, because she doesn't have anything started yet. Obviously, once she gets something going, I will put links to where you go to donate money for that once that's up and running. But it was a lot of fun going. And uh, again, there were only a couple of us from Keystone there. I, I went over in, the, uh, in an Uber with Esther, who actually lives very close to me here. Uh, she lives right over in Morton, probably five minutes away uh, by car. Uh, Becca Weber also went. She met us there because she didn't come to the meeting And she was running the meeting. She's a tech whiz. So she was running the meeting via Zoom from her house and bringing people in and and so forth and so on. Sometimes at the Penn Museum, the Wi-Fi is a little wonky, so it becomes an issue. And I was ready with my phone to have 
to use the hotspot for that. But Stacy's thing was a lot of fun. It was it wasn't close to where we live. It was I don't remember the section of town that it is, but it's far. Coming from Center City, Philly, or University City, where we were on Penn's campus, and the restaurant that wasn't as far as coming home. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. And because we had just eaten, the only thing I was looking for was a little sweet. And I knew Becca had told me the day before that she was making cookies for it. And I'm like, oh, cool. I'm going to have a cookie or two. Well, when I stuck my hand into the cookie container, I touched two. I didn't want to because <laughs> these cookies were huge. They looked like the tops of hamburger rolls, uh, roughly... Uh, three or four inches and in diameter and, um, I don't know, maybe an inch or two tall. I mean, they were delicious, but I didn't need to, especially after I ate the one. I'm like, oh, man, I really don't want this. But I took it, and I've got to eat it. So I took one for the team and ate it. It was chocolate chip or chocolate chunk or whatever it was called. It was really good, though. And Becca made it from scratch, which I was also happy to hear. It wasn't made from any kind of, any kind of um, mix. I'm hoping that she gets that up and running sooner rather than later. I, I had talked to her, and I'm, I'm hoping, and I'll get to State College, like I said, in a few minutes. I'm hoping that I get a couple of minutes to talk to her at State College when we're there for a leadership seminar, because if she has selected a name for the organization and has settled on a name, I, I know she's picked one, and it was three words, and I know the last one is foundation. <laughs> I don't remember the first two. But it would be good to go buy a domain, whether it's with all three or just maybe the two words and leave the word foundation off because who wants a domain name that's all that long if you can get the one that just has the first two words which basically say what the organization is. So if she gets that domain name, we could put up a landing page to start collecting email addresses because that's going to be important when she wants to email folks for donations so she can help all the blind parents around the country that need help. So again, Stacy's information will be in the show notes. Uh, if you can reach out to her, it'll be a Venmo account. You can certainly send her something. That would be great. I'd appreciate it, and I know she would as well. So I mentioned travel, and I love to travel. I love to go places. I'm going to be going a few places in the next couple of months, and then by summer, hopefully a third place. Well, definitely I'm going to a third place because I've already booked my hotel for that. That's Orlando. So I'll start off with that since... I brought that up first. The National Federation of the Blind uh, Convention is in Orlando this year from the 3rd of July through the 8th. If I weren't the first vice president of the NFBPA, I'd be on the fence. I'm not excited to go to Orlando. I'd rather go to a city like we did last year in Houston or like they did a few years ago to New Orleans. I didn't go to that one. I'd love to go to a city where you can go and there's maybe a baseball game you could go to or some other things that is unique to that city. You know it's unique to Orlando, and I don't really want to go to Disney World. I probably will because I have convinced Liz to go for at least part of the convention. Now, she doesn't sit in with the general sessions and do all that stuff, but if she goes, we can certainly go out to dinner a few nights. Hopefully, Dan, we can connect when we're in Orlando. And we can do things like that and do things as long as I get there in time, not like a few years ago when we went to Vegas and we missed half the convention. No, American Airlines, I will never forgive you for that. 
So Liz is going to go at the beginning. We're going to fly down together on the 2nd of July. She'll stay a few days, and then she'll fly back home. And while we're in Orlando, Jane is coming down from New York, and Jane will stay with Ziggy and work from our house instead of her house for a few days. And then once Liz gets back, Jane will go back home to New York. And so really looking forward to that because Liz and I haven't been on vacation since... And again, we were in Vegas together, but it really wasn't a vacation because our days were spent apart. She was by the pool reading or in the hotel room reading or lounging somewhere and reading or doing things. I was in either general sessions or some other things. So it would be a lot of fun. It'll be a lot of fun to do some things with Liz on vacation. The last time we were on vacation, I started to tell you was when we were in London in 2017 when Jane did her study abroad. We were there twice that year, once to drop her off, and then once when we picked her up. Now, when we picked her up, Jacob also went. So all of us were in London in December of 2017. So December 2017 is the last time that we were technically on any kind of vacation where we did touristy things. We were able to do one touristy thing in Vegas, and Liz Liz didn't do it. Uh, On the Strip, there's a zip line that I did, which was a lot of fun. And uh, the best part of it was once we were done, right below where I went zooming over, there was an In-N-Out Burger. So Liz and I and Lisa came along too. (laughs) We went to In-N-Out Burger for lunch that day, which was awesome. And we've been wanting In-N-Out Burger for a while. So it's a shame the NFB convention isn't somewhere in the West where they have them. Another place that I'll be going in March, and I alluded to this a little earlier, is the uh, NFB of Pennsylvania Leadership Seminar. And what that is, it's going to be a little bit different this year. There are a few different committees. I'm in charge of the tech committee. And so me and some of the tech committee will be there. There's a fundraising committee. So those folks will be there. There is a membership committee to help boost membership, things like that. There there are a couple others that I, I know I'm forgetting. So there's going to be times when the committees meet together, and then there's going to be times when the whole group meets together. And it's always a lot of fun. The hotel is really nice, and I don't remember the name of the hotel because it's not in downtown State College. That's the one of the two bummers, that it's not downtown State College where it's easy to go over to Penn State Creamery and get some ice cream. In fact, Kat Botner, who is going, messaged me yesterday saying, oh, I hear this is in Penn State. We should go. And I said, unfortunately, it's not walkable to where we will be staying, but it is good. And I said, wait, I didn't say we couldn't go. It's just not walkable. We're going to have to take an Uber because uh, I do love going there. I I just wish that they offered, and maybe by now they do because I haven't been there for quite a while. It would be nice if they had like a flight where you can get a bunch of little scoops of the different ice creams because the last time I was there, I just got one And I would have gotten a couple, but the one that I had was huge. And I thought, I can't get more than this. So I just had, I think it was chocolate peanut butter. It was awesome. But there were probably at least a half a dozen flavors that I'd love to try. So that's coming up the first, uh, sorry, the 8th through the 10th of March. The other bummer with State College for us in this area, or I guess any area of Pennsylvania, the train doesn't go there. So for me to go and anybody in southeastern Pennsylvania, you got to take the train to Harrisburg and then from Harrisburg to State College, you take Greyhound or you could take Megabus, either or. I would prefer Greyhound, but 
or of course you could take either of those bus services all the way there, but it's a little bit longer. I just would rather go. The train is very comfortable to me and it's, it's a very short two hour ride. The bus <laughs> is a long two hour ride. So I'll be doing that in uh, the beginning of March. I'll come home on the 10th and a couple days later, going to get back on a train back to Harrisburg for a BEP meeting on the 14th of March. And again, second year in a row, I went last year, if you remember, and then the building was closed down. Labor and industry, the building got shut down because there was asbestos or something. I had checked into the hotel, so I paid for the hotel, I paid for the travel, I paid for my meal out there, and then I didn't go to the meeting because the meeting was canceled and then held later just via Zoom. So that was a bummer. It was a good chunk of change out of pocket for that, probably about three or four hundred bucks for nothing. So I'm looking forward to this on the 14th of March. However, it was originally supposed to be the 14th and 15th of March. So I found out a couple days ago that I can't travel out in the afternoon of the 14th, which I had planned, because the 14th was going to be one portion of the meeting, which was going to be like a training session for the folks who were in the program. And then the 15th was going to be this meeting where there's going to be attorneys and they're going to talk about the program itself. That's what I want to take part in because I'm not in the BEP, but I, as first vice president of the NFB of Pennsylvania and as someone who's interested in business, I want to find out why isn't training open yet for folks and what's going on with the whole situation. So now I have to either rebook train travel, and hopefully I don't lose the tickets that I already have for the 14th and 15th. Now I have to book on the 13th, coming home on the 14th. So I'll be there and we'll be at the lovely Crown Plaza Hotel. But I guess I don't have to stay there if I don't want to. If I don't get the the room rate they were offering was only on the 14th and 15th. I have to see if they'll move that to the 13th, because if I'm going to pay full price, I'll try a different hotel, maybe the Hilton that's just down the street. Because we all know about the Crown Plaza, although the Crown Plaza, to just stay there, is pretty comfortable. So I'm doing that. Those two are in uh, in March. So I'm looking forward to those, especially the BEP, because it is, it's just something that I think is very important. And there's only around 20 operators, and that's not what they call them, 20 vendors in the program right now. Going back a decade or two... There were hundreds. And what happens when people drop out, they offer contracts to third-party licensees to take over, whether it's a vending spot or a cafeteria or a grab-and-go, which is what I worked at, a blind bodega. I don't know why they don't call it that. But they call it grab-and-go, and now they're very automated. One of the folks that are in the program is Pam Baccaro. She's in Harrisburg, and I think she's at a one of those mail facilities, one of those giant mail facilities in Harrisburg. And she, it's very automated. There's cameras and there are times that the store is open and there's not an employee in there. Just like the Amazon stores that they've opened up where there's cameras everywhere and to check out you, uh, you go through a self-checkout. And I'd love to see that. Maybe if I go out there, maybe I can go over and and take a look at that. I should, that's a good idea now that I mention it. And now you know too that I'm going to be contacting (laughs) contacting Pam to see if I can get in. Because again, it's something that because it's a government facility, you need a badge or a temporary badge, which is what I got when I worked uh, for Kirk at the mail facility in Northeast Philadelphia a few years ago after 
he was out of the blind bodega. So I'm looking forward to those two trips. I mentioned one more trip, which is not until November, but I may have mentioned this before. The NFB of Pennsylvania State Convention is going to be in Erie. There is no easy way to get to Erie, especially from the southeastern portion of the state. You could probably take a train to Harrisburg and then maybe a bus from there, but I don't know that it would be any faster than taking a bus all the way. And I don't know that there is a bus that would get there in a quote-unquote reasonable amount of time. So what we've been doing is looking into chartering a bus, and we've, we think we found a place. Now the hard sell is on to get folks who are saying, oh, I don't want to travel all that distance to Erie from Philadelphia, from the Philadelphia area to Erie, which if you're thinking of, I don't know where those places are on a map, just think of Miami and Seattle. Philadelphia to Erie is the state equivalent of Miami to Seattle. So it's going to be a hard sell to get folks to go on this bus for hours because we're going to make a couple of stops because there's you know, blind folks in other part of the state too. So we're going to pick up some folks in Allentown. And then once we get up to, I, I think it's 80, I think we're going to go shoot across I-80, go from, uh, go up the turnpike to, I think it's I-80, and then go across the upper portion of the state of Pennsylvania. We're going to stop and pick a couple of folks up in the uh, Williamsport area. And then we're going to stop in State College and pick up a few folks there. And then we're going to continue on to Erie. So just driving straight through from Philadelphia to Erie, it's roughly seven hours. So we're talking probably about 10 hours. And that is the problem that some folks are, you know, balking at. Now, we're doing this early enough. We're hopeful that we can get at least fill a bus maybe 80%. And a bus is, uh, I want to say, 52 seats. We're going to be fundraising. I'm, (laughs) I'm sure I'll talk to you and maybe even ask you to support something that we do. The Keystone chapter will raise money. I talked to Eugenio at at Stacy's thing, and they're planning, Greater Philly is planning to raise uh, money for that. So that that goes above and beyond what comes out of members of the NFB of Pennsylvania. It comes out of their pocket. The more we could raise as as a chapter means the less that a person would have to pay for the bus. So I think the last price we got was around $6,200 for uh, the four days. It's $6,200 plus lodging for the the driver during the stay because they're not going to drop us off and then turn around and drive home. They're going to just stay up there, and uh, the NFB of Pennsylvania will pay for the lodging. So that's the travel that I have now. I'm also hoping, and I don't know yet for sure because I haven't heard back from this real estate company that uh, I've talked, I, I've I listened to their podcast called Valencia-Property.com. I haven't heard back to see if at the end of August, that would be a terrible time to come to maybe have a look around and see if we're interested in Valencia and Costa Blanca, uh, just to the south where Denia is, which I've been interested in that area. Now, I've also heard it's similar, <laughs> it's similar to to going to Florida, where even Spanish people don't really live there. It's mostly retired English folks <laughs> and other expats. So uh, it just looks like a nice place. What we're, what we're looking for 
is something that would have a yard so we can just open the door and let Ziggy out. And that would be walkable to a town, a city, whatever, and to the beach. So I don't know, Valencia is not right on the beach. It is a little bit in, but you can get a tram or bus or whatever from the city over to the beach. There is a Valencia beach, but that is not where the main city is. It's a few miles or kilometers or whatever you want to say off of the beach. So hopefully we can do that. Uh, I would just, and that would of course then really qualify as a vacation because again, we haven't really been anywhere in quite a while. And that would require Jane to, to come home from New York for, uh, obviously an extended time. What we would be looking at is the, uh, the middle of August to the end of August. So we're hopeful that happens, but until I hear from the folks, uh, at Valencia property, I don't want to book anything because I don't want to go there and not be able to at least get an idea of, hey, here's what's available. And, and again, we've been looking online and uh, I'd love to get something maybe even that has uh, maybe two properties where we could do an Airbnb on one and and then live in the other. We'll see. But that would be something that would uh, really be interesting to us. But that's all the travel that we have planned. And hopefully, I guess in October, I'll go to Laugh for Sight again and... Um, I don't have any other travel plans. So that's the traveling that I have planned. And it's, <laughs> you can see it's mostly blind related. Before I go, I want to mention White Canes Connect episode 096. In that episode, we talked to Dr. Carolyn Peters and Sabrina Rice, who are both members of the National Organization of Blind Black Leaders. Of course, it's Black History Month. So we spoke to them. And I'll tell you a funny story. Lisa and I both thought that Sabrina was very young and Dr. Peters was probably our age, maybe a little bit older. And as we're talking to these two folks, I'm still thinking that until Sabrina says, I've been going back to homecoming at North Carolina A&T for about 30 years. (laughs) And I thought, oh my God, she's almost as old as us. The reason we thought she was younger is because she is part of the HBCU committee with the organization. So, you know, HBCU, if you're not familiar, uh, historically black colleges and universities. So we thinking, okay. And even when we first started talking, she sounded younger thinking I'm, I was thinking as I'm listening to her as, Oh, she's just been out of college a year or two. <laughs> and it turns out she's nearly as old as us, which I thought was hysterical. And Lisa also couldn't believe it because again, we didn't talk about it, but the whole episode we're calling Dr. Peters Dr. Peters and <laughs> we're calling Sabrina Sabrina like they were like there was this big age difference <laughs> and I don't think there was and even one time in the episode Sabrina said Carolyn and I and then she stopped and she said Dr. Peters and I because we've been calling her Dr. Peters the whole time listen if you can go and get any kind of degree that gives you the <laughs> The ability to put doctor in front of your name. I'm going to call you doctor. I would call Dr. J, Dr. J. I mean, I don't know if you went to school for anything, but obviously you could operate on the basketball court, right? So it was funny. And Dr. Peters also wrote a book. So I will put that in the show notes. Again, that's going to be a a link to the book via my Amazon affiliate account. So if you do buy the book, it'll send a little bit of something, something my way. And I do appreciate it. It won't cost you anything more. Like I said in the beginning, it doesn't cost anything more if you do use my affiliate link and it would be appreciated. 
And uh, again, depending on what you buy when you're there, it's good. But look for episode 096 of White Canes Connect, wherever you get podcasts, Apple, Spotify, and so forth. You can also watch it on YouTube. And when I say watch, it's a static image just like this is. And again, I'm recording this on video. We'll see how it goes. I'm doing it a different way. But you can watch White Canes Connect over at youtube.com slash at PA Blind Podcast. That'll do it for episode 257 of I Can't See You. As always, the show notes are available over on the website, icantseeyou.com slash 257, icantseeyou.com slash 257, numerically speaking. Please reach out on social media, at David Benj, as previously mentioned, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Threads, X, which is the same as Twitter, but some people still call it Twitter. Also on LinkedIn, connect with me over there. And it's funny because I've been getting, each day I get one or two new connections on LinkedIn. So if you'd like to connect over there, I'd appreciate that. That would be great to connect over there. You can also reach out on YouTube, David Benj. So youtube.com slash David Benj. I've had that for so long, you don't even need to put the at sign in. And sometime, at some point, you can go to youtube.com slash at I can't see you and watch the In Living Color, the full-blown video of this podcast. Maybe this one will be the first one because I haven't edited the, the other one. I'm not, still not done because i got too much going on and I'll talk about that in another episode. You can also reach out via email, I can't see you podcast at gmail.com, I can't see you podcast at gmail.com. Please let me know whatever you've got, something you love, something you hate, questions, comments, show ideas, anything. I can't see you podcast at gmail.com. You can also call me 646-926-6350. You've got up to three minutes. Please leave your name in town. If you do leave a voicemail, I would love to hear from you. Again, same thing. Questions, comments, show ideas, some product or service that you love and you want to tell everybody about, please reach out. 646-926-6350. I really do appreciate listening to this episode. Be well, stay safe, and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the I Can't See You podcast with David. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And don't forget to share the podcast with your friends.